We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC. Choose UPMC for your family's health care needs close to home. Visit UPMC.com slash Central PA for a complete list of services and locations. At the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia in 1787, Benjamin Franklin was asked by a passerby about what kind of political system we would have, and he reportedly replied, a republic if you can keep it. Echoing Franklin's words is Keep Our Republic, a nonprofit and nonpartisan organization that seeks to educate the public about strengthening the democratic system. The organization is concentrating its efforts on three swing states, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. The chair of Keep Our Republic's Pennsylvania Council is former Pennsylvania Governor Tom Corbett, who joins us on The Spark today. Governor Corbett, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me on. So, Governor Corbett, tell us about Keep Our Republic. Well, it's an organization, uh, Scott, that it's been in existence now for about, I'm going to say, 18 months, and I got involved in it in August a year ago. Um, it is an effort, um, I don't like to say nonpartisan, I say bipartisan, Republicans and Democrats coming together, worried about our democracy, worried about the elections that are coming up uh, this year, and trying to educate the public as a whole about how the elections operate. Um, the other day I had an event up in uh, over in Villanova, uh, we had about 150 people in. We had a lot of lawyers here because it was continuing legal education. And I tell them that we want them to take the message that we're giving them at that and go out and talk to community groups like the uh, the, the Kiwanis, uh, the boys' clubs, the girls' clubs, just trying to educate based upon uh, the knowledge that what happens in election and how it happens, uh, especially election day, what happens when the polls close, and going on through into uh, when the, the uh, new president uh, is inaugurated in January. Um, it really is one, uh, our, our creed is, uh, is to let all eligible voters vote, to let all votes be counted, and to let uh, the, the uh, vote count stand, to make sure that it gets through without the... Uh, ruckus, I'll use that word, that we had um, in the last presidential election. What's the biggest threat to the electoral process, in your opinion? The lack of trust by the general public, by the people uh, of the United States and Pennsylvania. Uh, and and I, will, I will add another threat that I, I personally have become more concerned in, and, is, and that is outside interference by other nations, China, Russia, Iran, uh, by hacking, by using um, AI uh, to influence the, the election in some uh, way, and to basically cause people to con- continue to lose their trust in the election process. You know, our elections work with 
volunteers, people that go to the polls, sit there as majority and minority clerk, check everybody in, make sure that nobody's doing anything wrong or campaigning inside a campaign uh, or inside a, a voting venue, uh, and then gathering the information, sending it to the collecting point in each county. Volunteers are working there, putting it all together. Uh, these people are not getting paid. Now, some in some places are actually paying them maybe a hundred dollars a day, not very much. Uh, but this is true citizenship at work, and we want to continue to for people to have trust in that system. I think the other threat that I see, and I, if we were in person on TV, I'd be holding up my cell phone and I I, I point to it and I said, this cell phone represents social media, and social media as compared to uh, broadcasting and as compared to the print media really has no uh, control over what people put on. And I don't mean illegal control or, unbi or unbiased control. I mean uh, people can say just about anything they want to say. And as you know, in the newspapers, they have editors. They have to make sure that they're saying something that they're not going to get sued about. The same thing with you uh, in broadcast media. That doesn't happen when it comes to the social media. And what we've seen in this country is a divide that keeps getting wider because people are looking at social media or media as a whole, picking a camp, whether it be a red camp or a blue camp, you know, conservative, uh, liberal, uh, and only looking at that which they believe in and trust and not looking to see if they can find anything Maybe in the middle, maybe independent. So I think those are, are the fears that I have uh, going into November of this year. Along those lines, you had a former president who so doubt on election integrity, and many in his party, your party, that have repeated those inaccurate claims have caused a lot of Americans to lose that trust. Now, this seems like a huge task to regain that trust. How do you do it? Well... You do it by taking the first steps towards doing it, and that's what we're doing in this process. We're educating people about how the system does work. Uh, for instance, if you remember, Scott, they always talked about where well, they couldn't canvass. There was no canvassing going on, or the canvassing didn't take place, or there were ballot dumps and so forth. It was all misinformation, or most 99% of it was misinformation. And those people that said that, they're responsible for their actions. And I, I think we may or may not see some reaction on November of people to what has been going on. But to, to me, it's an education process as, as to how the canvassing, how the vote totals go on. If we didn't do this, I think it's going to get worse. I think by doing it, we're trying to educate people right now. Uh, I think a lot of people still have confidence in the system. Um but we've, we've got to take our first step. Hopefully, after this election, things will change. Uh, I'm not going to predict who wins this election, but I think things will change going forward because uh, th this one is a, a one candidate has a huge personality. Another candidate has a, an age issue uh, going on, and people are looking at that. So you know, my hope is that we get past this, but as my... Uh, head of Pima used to say, uh, you got to have a plan. You can, you can hope for the best, but you have to plan for the worse. And hope's not a plan. Well, I am, I'm hoping 
but we're trying to plan on through our education of getting people to more question what they see in social media, um, talk to the people who actually know what's going on so that they have a little more confidence in what I think has been, to this date, a very good system of uh, democracy in action like none other in the world. We only have about two minutes left, Governor. The nation is polarized, has been for a while now. How do we, do we reduce that partisanship? Because this all, all these things dovetail. Well, I tell you what, if I had this, the sure answer to that, I'll bet you, Scott, I could make a lot of money. Uh, the, uh, I think education is part of that process, and it's going to go back to educating all the way back into the grade schools, the high schools, into the colleges. Um, but I will circle back to what I think is the everyday process that we have of people going into camps and relying upon what they see or hear, whether it be CNN or MSNBC or Fox or whatever, and not sitting and discussing the issues with people they know. Um, you know, government doesn't work by being one or the other. It works. It's not easy, not easy and it's kind of ugly to get there. It works by compromise. You know, we, the governor just announced his budget. That's going to go through a compromise situation. And some people will be unhappy about it. Some people will be happy about it. Somewhere in the middle is where I think we're going to end up. And the same thing is going to go on with these elections. Governor Tom Corbett, I uh, want to thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you, Scott. And uh, everybody be safe out there. And go vote in the primary and go vote in the general election.